6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Wednesday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, alongside Booner, and in-studio special guest, Mr. Jack Lane. We're excited to have him in here, Lanier legend, uh, Blunt County legend, and, and really just a, just a great overall dude. has been spending about the last 30 minutes kind of talking it up. Jack, welcome in. Always excited to have people in here, and, and Jack Lane is one that I've, uh, I've been looking forward to. Hey, appreciate y'all having me on. Good to see y'all. Well, Boone, Boone, Boone has uh, hyped you up to a, a exponential level, and, and what I've talked with you this early morning is you're living up to every minute of it. Well, you have to watch them Happy Valley boys, you know. <laughs> Boone's got his Lanier Eagles t-shirt on. I just want everybody to know that. Yeah, Jack, I noticed that. I've got one at home. I should have wore it. Jack was the uh, – he would jump on that bus, and I, I'm a little old kid, right? And I'm like, oh, man, that guy gets to wear a jersey. And that <laughs> bus driver, we had old Harvey Garland, come in here, Jack. And Jack would throw that big duffel bag down. And uh, when you when you see a, a high school guy in a jersey and a duffel bag, uh, that made me be get some of that want to, Jack, wanting to play. Absolutely. The first time, uh, first time I went to Lanier, uh, in Happy Valley up there at the little school, uh, we couldn't afford a football, so we used a wet roll of toilet paper. Huh. And uh, that was our football. Then uh, when I finally went to Lanier, I walked in the old gym down there, and there must have been 100 footballs laying all over the feet, all over the gym floor there, and I thought I was in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and – talk about creativity that'll, that'll get you there when you when you when you don't have a football you gotta figure out something right oh yeah that's uh it's pretty creative coming up with that uh of course uh in this day and time uh you wouldn't have any you'd probably have a lot of trouble finding a roll of toilet paper i know right <laughs> ain't that the truth hey jack uh go ahead and tell us here when was your first year of playing and when was your first uh getting into a high school game we'll say well my first year of uh uh, varsity football was, uh, was in the eighth grade. Uh, I started on defense. Yeah, I didn't start on offense until I was a freshman. But, um, uh, yeah, it was my eighth grade year. And the first, the first time I played on offense was against Alcoa. So that was a warmer sex reception. <laughs> I'd say so. And a little, little tribal fire there. But, uh, but but what you said you started as an eighth grader. Were there many eighth graders that, that got to see the field at Lanier? Well, not really. Uh, as a couple, we had a we had a couple of really good eighth graders, and and uh, I think they played quite a bit. My cousin Ronnie uh, was close to lettering Ronnie Boone as a freshman, and uh, he was on the kickoff coverage team, Jack, and his. Uh, Cousin or his brother Roe, they were playing the same position there on safety, and he was telling me a story about how important it was to get in there and get that first letter. He said something about a game he was playing in, 
and he had kind of a encounter with a fellow named Albert Davis. You want to tell us a little bit about your stories with Albert? Yeah, we were uh, we were good friends in high school. Uh, we uh, met. We actually met at Maryville College at a track meet over there, and uh, we got to be good friends. And uh, but Albert was kind of a freak of nature. He was uh, unbelievably developed, you know, as a young man like that. Uh, of course, we on the track team we wore the uh, the shorts and all. You could you could see how well developed he was. Uh, when you'd see him walk, it seems like he it seems like he had muscles in the back of his head. Uh, <laughs> that uh, when he walked, muscles would crawl just. They just crawled all over his body. It was just incredible, and uh, but he was uh, he was an incredible athlete and uh, and really a nice guy. Well, we've been friends ever since. So you could see those muscles move over the entire body. <laughs> oh yeah, he was just uh, he was a freak. Did you guys uh, run any of the events against each other? Yeah, we run the we run the hundred yard dash. Uh, Back then, they uh, they wasn't so big on the four on the forty yard dash like they are now. Uh, most everybody based your speed on a hundred yard dash, uh, and uh, that's the only event we run. And uh, I think I run the eight eighty relay and the four forty relay and uh, two twenty dash. And uh, there's a lot of good athletes around right then. And uh, then, then I had to come up and run uh, uh, Albert and I think Chester Cochran from over in Alcoa. Uh, there's a couple from Maryville. Uh, and uh, it's a real good field. And, uh, but, yeah, we run the 100-yard dash. And uh, I was wore out by the time I got the 100-yard dash. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a real good run. It's almost a photo finish. And uh, I think uh, I think we run it in ten point two. Uh, so it was on. Uh, it's scooting, Boone. It was on cinders, you know. Uh, at that time, they just used um, cinders. It's not like now. Seems like you'd lose a tenth of a second getting out of the chute, you know. Right. Uh, it's just really really tough running on them cinders. Uh, I think our times would have been considerably better if we'd. Uh, if we'd have been on the the surface they got today. So, so you played football and ran track. Did you did you play any other sports there in high school? No, I would have liked to play basketball. Of course, uh, uh, walking home of the evening wasn't wasn't a treat. I got to do enough of that, you know, playing football. You know, walking home after practice. But uh, there to Happy Valley, that's a pretty good little walk. <laughs> and uh, of course, most of the time. Uh, we'd get a ride. It might be uh, might be uh, somebody that's a little inebriated, <laughs> uh, like this time this guy picked me up. I don't know what the occasion was, but I was walking by myself that day. Uh, everybody else had a ride, and uh, I was walking home myself. And I got up oh within uh, within a mile or so of the lake. And it come a cloud burst. It just absolutely opened up and just drenched me. I, I looked like a drowned rat. <laughs> and this guy come come along, and I guess he had sympathy for me. He stopped and uh, picked me up, and we got up to uh, Tallahassee, the old Tallahassee store there. I think he might have lived in North Carolina, 
possibly Calderwood. I didn't didn't know the guy. Never seen him since. But uh, he uh, he said, uh, "Is it okay if we go around the Tallahassee Loop here? I need to see a guy around there." And I said, "Sure, go right ahead." By that time, the water was just coming down in buckets. There's a creek around there behind the old uh, the Chill Howie Church, and uh, the water was getting up out of banks and. Uh, uh, he went in and talked to this guy there for a minute, come back out, and uh, he got in the car, and we started down toward the creek there, and it was up on the banks, you know, and I asked him, I said, uh, you're not going to try to go through that, are you? <laughs> and, I, uh, like, he, I feel like everybody has this story. Like, there's, that water's not that deep. That's fine. <laughs> and he said, oh, I've seen it a lot deeper than that, no problem. And he just dove off into it there, and I felt the car start dancing sideways, you know. <laughs> He had his window down, and, and the water just come right up and in the window, and uh, was flooding the car, and uh, <laughs> I thought, well, this ain't good, so uh, I just decided to go ahead and commit to getting out of it, you know, so I opened the door, jumped out, and it washed me downstream about 15 or 20 yards, and there's an old limb or a dead tree leaning out in the water, and I was fortunate enough to grab it and pull myself out on the bank, and... <laughs> When I looked back, the old boy was sitting up on top of his car right out in the middle of the creek. And I don't know to this day how he got up there, but he was sitting there, you know. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember for sure. Somebody come and picked me up, and I did get home in one piece. I think I think one of his problems, Jack, is he used the words, I have seen. I don't think he was seeing much of anything. Yeah. No, he was uh, probably seeing three or four of everything. <laughs> well, I was going I was going to say, well, at least at that point, you wouldn't walking alone anymore. <laughs> he was, no. He could uh, walk right there with you. No, I had some real experiences walking home, uh, you know, especially uh, late at night. Yeah. You uh, can't do that now. No, it's just not a. It's that's not, not an option. It's just not. Uh, it's not safe anymore. You know, most of the people back in would pick you. Some of them would pick you up. Uh, they may be, uh, may be feeling pretty good when they done it. But uh, you know, we we was fortunate to uh, survive them days. Absolutely, Jack. You were, you were blessed. I mean, so many good players, just tough as a pine knot. Lots of. Uh, Go through the names there. Some of your uh, teammates did some super blocking for you. You had like an all-world fullback there, it seemed like, back in the day. Oh, yeah, they were they were incredible. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure running the ball behind uh, behind that line and that, some of the blocking I had. Uh, uh, they were all great. I mean, just really great. We had uh, – we had Vernon Daly, you know, the fullback, uh, incredible blocker. Uh, he was just tough all the way around. Uh, one of the best blockers I've ever seen. We had Dwight Satterfield, uh, excellent pass receiver. He had hands, looked like meat cleavers. He'd catch anything <laughs> you'd throw out there. Uh, he made me look like Johnny Unitas sometimes. Uh, I'd throw the ball that really wasn't catchable and, uh, Somehow he'd jump up and snag it, and uh, it was incredible. And uh, we had uh, had an old boy from Happy Valley. Uh, uh, Robert might might know him, uh, Roe Boone. Oh, He's Roe. out of the Boone clan up there. Number and, 20, yes, I do sir. believe. And My hero. Yes, he was. Uh, Roe wasn't the biggest guy on the field, but uh, 
I tell you what, he played like a 220-pounder, and uh, he would just sell out on defense. He'd just sacrifice his body. I mean, he hit. It didn't matter. Didn't matter how big the 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 guy carrying the ball was, or how mean he was. Rolled just a little meaner. <laughs> Somebody uh, would look around and say, "What's the number on that truck? I'm going to avoid this guy." <laughs> I saw him dish out some real. Uh, I saw him almost win the championship for us one night. He uh, he played such a good game. I don't know how many tackles he had. He must have had. He must have had 12, 14 tackles. Recovered a key fumble uh, up near the end of the game, and uh, this really uh, a lot of the guys didn't get the publicity that they should have got uh, because they were just you know you know the way it goes. The running back always the quarterback uh, usually. He's the darling of the team, gets most of the credit. And uh, it was true in my case, you know, a lot of times uh, I'd have been a lot happier if some of the other guys had got some of the press, you know, that I got. Jack, you got a Bernie Gladden story? I know he was. He worked with my brother Daniel at Alcoa, super, super guy. I, oh, met, yeah. I met his son, but he was another, uh, not super big, but. He would clean your clock when he hit you. Yes, Bernard. Uh, he was a good story on Bernard. You know, uh, he wasn't he wasn't getting to play much, but he was killing himself in practice. He was really working hard. And we walked off the field one day after practice, and I was walking with the coaches. And I told the coaches, I said, guys, there's a guy busting it out there for us, and he's not getting to play. I said, I wish you all would watch him a little closer in practice. They said, we will. We'll check him out. So they uh, they agreed with me that he was working hard and deserved to play. And uh, sure enough, he come out. He wasn't, uh, wasn't a huge guy, but he just absolutely would refuse to be beat. I think he got his nose broke a time or two. But he still wouldn't quit. And uh, he, I saw him. Uh, he may have won the game against Wallen there when uh, I think we were juniors. He may have won that game for us. It was uh, Wallen was driving. It was probably on about our 35-yard line, and they had huge backs, the big gunner boy, a big, huge running back, really good. They had Benny Dalton. Benny was outstanding at Wallen and uh, UT, too. And uh, But anyway, they, they run a – it was a fourth, and I think it's fourth and one. They run a, in a pitch out. To Benny around the end, and they pitched it out to him. They pulled the guards, they pitched it out to him. There they went out there, and there Bernard was on an island. And I couldn't get up fast enough to give him much help, but he upended two blockers and hit Benny for a three or four yard loss in the backfield. And we took over <laughs> and drove the field and won the game. But, uh, I'd have to give Bernard credit for for winning that game, and and that was a conference championship game. So, outstanding job, uh, uh, Mr. Bernard. Well, I think I think he would like to like to say that his opportunity maybe uh, appreciates you for saying what you said. So that's a, uh, that's always that's interesting because nowadays coaches I, I don't know that they would have taken that advice. They'd have been like, "We're the coaches. We we kind of know what we're doing." Right, yeah. So I, that's that speaks to maybe some of your coaches that they were they were smart enough to know that. Yeah, they would uh, they would listen uh, to our input, you know, and uh in this case, uh, I'm glad they did because it might have won us a may have won us a conference championship. Jack, you uh you told me a funny story about Bernard 
It was uh, you called a play, or he told you to call it, and it, it appears <laughs> Burner's going to kill me. I, he, it was just a stud. I don't know if it was Walland or who. And uh, Bernie kind of got a helmet rearranged, and he came uh, back to huddle looking out of an ear hole or something. Do you remember <laughs> that story? Well, that's I, what made him so tough. You have to earn it. That's right. how you get that character. Just well, he was tough, that's for sure. But uh, actually, on that play, uh, it was uh, Vernon Daly. Uh, we were playing up at Townsend. Now Townsend wasn't a big school. That is had enough for a team, but when you played them, after the game, you felt like you played the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they would scrap and they'd fight, and they were physical. Did they have Luke Myers when you played Yeah, them? they had Luke Myers. He was head coach. Coach and, Godfrey. Right. And uh, But uh, on this particular play, they had, a, they had a defensive end. He wasn't tall. He was short and stocky. His name was Terry Adams. And uh, – I think Terry, I think he runs a, a trout farm or something up there in Townsend nowadays. But uh, he was a good ball player. He played defensive end. Usually a defensive end's a big, tall, lanky guy. But uh, Terry, he was he was short but heavy. And uh, But anyway, we run our shift left 47. That's the tailback on an end sweep. And uh, so, as the play developed, the fullback, which was Vernon, was supposed to kick him out. And uh, if he couldn't kick him out, he'd turn him in, and I'd go the opposite direction. But anyway, he went out there, and he threw a block on, on uh, Terry. And he could get so low, uh, you, there wasn't anything to hit because he was right on the grass. <laughs> and, uh, and he just uh, crashed Vernon. He couldn't move him, you know, so... I cut back to the inside and got snowed under. They had linebackers and everybody up because they'd scouted the uh, play. That was their bread and butter. But anyway, uh, Vernon was a little upset, you know, not being able to block Mr. Adams. So he come back to the huddle with a few expletives. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Surely said, not. Yeah, he, Colorful language. Yeah, he asked me, I uh, said, uh, let's run that again. He said, uh, I'll kill that little so-and-so. And, -so. <laughs> and uh, I said, okay, let's do it. So I called the same play again, and it happened pretty much like the first play, <laughs> only worse. Oh, no. Uh, it sounded like two cars hitting out there. It was an awful collision. And uh, Vernon come back to the huddle that time. His helmet was turned around sideways. He's looking out the ear hole. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I he said, want to do it uh, again. We're going to go for number three. <laughs> he just looked down to the ground and uh, didn't comment. But uh, <laughs> I tell you what, now that that little Adams guy, he was tough. Hey Jack, uh, you uh, were fortunate enough. God really blessed you. You were. Uh, we're going to take a break here. Be getting your thoughts together about uh, leading the state in scoring, and uh, the coach uh, having a little uh, problem with the fans. When you, when you were trying to do some other things. We'll talk about your uh, state scoring championships when we get back. Yeah, we're going to take a break listen to these great sponsors. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of The Grind. Jack Lane in studio, state-leading scorer multiple times, Lanier Eagle legend, uh, Jack Lane in studio. Don't miss it. Great stories coming up on the other side. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it.
hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blount County Community Food Connection. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
Vibes. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and Mr. Jack Lane in studio. Uh, talking a, a lot about some, some Lanier Eagles. Talking a little bit about Mr. Lane's experiences. And, and, and Jack, I want to talk a little bit about leading the state in scoring multiple years. How, how did, did that, was that, I mean, was that on the horizon? Did, did that even enter your mind? Or, or was it just doing what the team needed and, and you kind of got there? Well, it just kind of happened, you know. Uh, I didn't have any aspirations about leaving the state or anything when I went on there, like uh, when I went down there. Uh, but as it happened, you know, run the single wing uh, formation that we run, uh, you don't usually have a lot of uh, a lot of high scores. Most of it is grinding it out, you know. And uh, but as it happened, you know. Uh, I played on a really good team, a team that uh, blocked really well at the point of attack, and uh, they just sprang me open, and uh, and I was blessed with pretty decent speed. And when they'd sprang me into the secondary, uh, I just tried to outrun the the corners and the and the opposition, and uh, and it worked out for me. So uh, it just got to be something that that happened uh, from there on. My sophomore. My sophomore year, I think, uh, had 127 points. Oh, wow. And uh, then uh, my junior year had 159 points. Then uh, my senior year, I think I missed my first game. I had a bad throat infection. I was having a lot of tonsillitis and stuff like that. But uh, missed one game, and that year scored 149. Oh, wow. And – Total, I think, for my whole career was 471 points, 18 points. Uh, let's see, the total was uh, 18 as a freshman, 127 as a sophomore, 159, and then 149. So I believe that's 471 points. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Hey, Jack, <laughs> so you, uh, let's see, single wing, you would run it, you would throw it. Did Coach let you call your own plays? Yeah, I called probably ninety percent of them. If it was a real, uh, if it was a real uh, dire circumstance of some kind, you know, where uh, he might call a timeout before we run a play, it's a real crucial play. Like at Wallen, uh, I remember I'd call the whole game, and it got to be it was a real close game. It's I think we were tied uh, the first half; nobody had scored. And uh, so we just had a few seconds left on the clock till a half, and he called timeout, called me to the sideline. And uh, I already had my play uh, in mind. He asked me, he said, what do you, what's your call here? We was on about their 40, 45-yard line. I said, well, we got time for one more play, and uh, I was going to call uh, our uh, out-and-down play. And they had good defensive backs. Benny Dalton was back there, and he was a great defensive back. He'd played on our key receiver the whole game, which was Satterfield, Dwight. So he said, that's that's right. That's one you want. But he said, now, it takes a lot of time uh, for that play to develop. And Dwight wasn't exactly a burner. Uh, 
But anyway, he said, get out there and tell them to hold for you and, uh, and throw your out and down. And so we did. And uh, Dwight got a good move on Benny down the sideline. And, uh, and I threw the ball up over pretty high up so he could run under it. And uh, Dwight faked looking to the sideline like he was going to catch it to his right shoulder. Then Benny went, went for that shoulder. Dwight turned back to the inside and caught it on the five-yard line and drug Benny into the end zone. So, uh, <laughs> he, uh, I called them all except that one, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad he called that one. Well, sounds like he just confirmed it. Like, you had that play. <laughs> you had yeah. it rolled up. It just <laughs> – Yeah, I had the right one in mind, but uh, he did. He confirmed it. Now, now, single wing, that, that was – did you play a lot of single wing teams? Because nowadays, if you, if you think about it, when you go to a school and they're, if they're running a form of a triple option or single wing, it's, it's a hard out because you don't play that a lot. Back then, was a lot of teams running single wing? No, uh, actually they wasn't. Uh, in fact, the only team I know of in the state of Tennessee besides us that run a single wing was South Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, a, that's still a good team to this day. It's a good team, and uh, if we'd have had the uh, classification back then, I, I think it would probably been uh, between us and South Pittsburgh or maybe uh, uh, Wallen or South Pittsburgh. Boone, Boone, uh, Boone showed me some pictures of you as a, as a player, and, and they're on your Facebook as well. Uh, and, and it was you running down the sideline, and, and he said, one thing that always impressed me, was that body lean and it, it was you know you you kind of had that forward lean uh when you were running he said when i do that he said it don't look like that he said i'm just straight up and down <laughs> and i said well boone i said that's that's where the speed comes in <laughs> but, uh, jack had that oj simpson thing where the foot was planted over here and you were leaning and the whole body is all the way over there on the other side of that foot that's leaning and he would just kind of stick the elbow down there and touch the grass and <laughs> I'm straight up and down like some skinny string bean. No. Well, Robert was uh, – he done pretty pretty well. He uh, ended up at Maryville College and uh, was a star over there too. So, uh, uh, he uh, he made Happy Valley proud. Hey, like one of my – he was he was wiry. <laughs> like that uh, – uh, Tony Iruly, like he – he is a Boone fan. Like he 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 gives Boone a good good hard time. But uh, Tony you know, Tony's the reason I survived. There's so many people trying to block him. It freed me up for quarterback sacks. I well, guarantee see, you that. Boone <laughs> went over. Well, you went in as a tight end, right? And ended up shifting shifting over to defense, right? Uh, the coach saw me in the Townsend game, my final game, and uh, he saw some promising running back. I went from running back to tight end to uh, outside linebacker. He got in where he fit in. That's what happened. Hey, I'll play any. I'll play anywhere. Put me in at center. Yeah, right. Hey, Jack, will you please share with the listeners a, a good old Benny Dalton story? Uh, Benny was my neighbor for several years, and I, I tried to pin him down. I said, Benny, tell me some really good players. And he was like you. He would name Friendsville players and Porter, Lanier. Tell some stories. Uh, was he not second runner-up in the state in scoring? But he had a little trouble staying. Uh, he would he would do anything to knock a guy out, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It was uh, we uh, we uh, changed the lead there several times through the my junior and senior year and in, in state scoring. Uh, Benny was just he was just outstanding on offense or defense. Uh, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, he always, I don't know what it was, but uh, 
when we played Wallen, Benny always he got knocked out of the game every time. I don't know if uh, we were up for the game or up for him or what, but uh, seemed like he always got hurt when when we played Wallen. But uh, I tell you what, I, I don't know of a of a tougher guy that uh, that ever played in Blount County than Benny Dalton, and I don't know of a better guy that uh, uh, that was that was uh, any better person than Benny was. I I had the pleasure of eating lunch with him uh, just shortly shortly before he passed away. Uh, he seemed okay at that time, but uh, uh, I guess probably two or three weeks after we ate lunch, he passed away and uh, it devastated me because he's uh, one of the best friends I had on this earth and uh, truly a great person. He gave old Pat Sullivan a hard time, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he played uh, at UT. Uh, he uh, he roughed old uh, he roughed him up pretty good. Intercepted him three times, and uh, Sullivan was the Heisman Trophy winner that year in uh, Auburn, wasn't he? Auburn, and uh, Benny picked him off three times. I think uh, think he had his foot out of bounds uh, on one of them, but uh, two of them was clear interceptions. He run one back to the one-yard line, and I was sitting with the radio and uh, hollering, come on, Benny, come on. I I was really, uh, really hoping that he'd get in the end zone, but uh, they got him on the one-yard line. But uh, what a player at Wallen and uh, at UT, too. You know, and, and Boone and I talk about this all the time, but we've had we've had a lot of guys in here. Gonna, we're planning more guys to have in here. Uh, and it just you can you can find great players and and we're not talking just like Blunt County good we're talking Tennessee State good we're talking nationally good you you know guys like Danny Spradlin come out of Blunt County guys like Benny Dalton come out guys like Jack Lane come out of, of Blunt County and then and then Albert Davis and and then you can just continue to go Earl McMahon came in to the to the county and then has had some great success what what is it I, I mean is it the 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 competitiveness across the the community that that kind of builds that that camaraderie and that that kind of level, but but I mean it like Boone has talked about Porter Lanier, uh, and, and then in later days Maryville, Alcoa, et cetera, et cetera, and even to present day, two of the more dominant programs in the state of Tennessee come out of Blount County. Right, uh, it was a, a lot of pride seems like back then, you know. Uh, uh, there's a lot of teams uh, like like Friendsville. Friendsville had some good teams back in the day. Porter uh, Porter had some awful good teams. Uh, you know the classification wasn't there. Uh, I remember uh, I remember one year it may have been my junior, could have been my senior year, but I recall when uh, Wallen uh, played Farragut. Now I think uh, today Farragut may be a I don't know four or five A. They're a six A school, yeah. Six A. Uh, but anyway, they played them in a bowl game. Wallen would have been an A-division team. Mm. But Wallen went over there and spanked them. <laughs> so uh, uh, our conference was a little, uh, called the Little Five at that time. We had the Big Four and the Little Five. And uh, But uh, if we'd have been classified uh, at that time, I think uh, Blount County would have had uh, several more championships. Oh, wow. Yeah. You said an important word there, Jack, just pride and uh, honor and wanting to compete. I, I've got a few Wallen stories. I'm sure you do. Will you uh, share with the listeners about a certain automobile? 
I mean, coaches would do anything in the day to get that edge, would they not? Yeah, they really would. Uh, yeah, is that like the yeah that automobile might have been the the first twelfth man? Like we'll just push that thing around, or the twelfth car. Yeah, right. right. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy Carroll is a real good friend of mine. Uh, we've been friends uh, for since the high school days. Jimmy was, uh, I think he was uh, a couple of years ahead of me, but uh, remember we went out and played Wallam one night, and I'd heard all the rhetoric. You know that we were gonna, we were just gonna kill them. Uh, the players there at school on that particular team had me actually feeling sorry for Wallen. I thought it was gonna be a, a mass murder up there, <laughs> and uh, we we got up there and uh, they beat us like a drum. I think it beat us twenty-one to nothing. I was in the eighth grade, and uh, uh, I was glad to see that game over because uh, I thought they was gonna have to carry me off on a stretcher. They. But Jimmy was the quarterback, and uh, he wasn't a real flashy quarterback, but very efficient. He, he, made, he didn't make any mistakes. Just a, really, a, he ran the team beautifully. He wasn't going to beat himself, was he? No, he wasn't. And Jimmy told me some interesting stories about the coaches up there. Uh, I didn't know this until uh, I was talking to Jimmy, but uh, their coach, A.J. Wilson, was a linear graduate. I didn't uh, didn't know that. But he put together some awful good teams up there, and uh, – Jimmy was telling me that uh, that uh, AJ had a cattle prod, and uh, when he'd come out on the field the evening to practice, he'd have that cattle prod. And uh, if the lineman didn't get off the ball like they should, he'd give them a little jolt of electricity, a little loving nudge. Uh, yeah, in their uh, rear uh, uh, quarters, and uh, and they'd get off the ball a little better. And uh, they had a they had an old car. I think it might have been a '47 Chevrolet. It big back then uh probably weighed 4500 pounds or more and he made the players push that old car around all over the field and up the side of the hill and and all over the place and uh that made me understand why they were in such good shape uh, we uh, we beat a lot of teams on conditioning but we didn't beat wallen on conditioning if you beat them you just had to beat them uh, they was in good shape and uh, they'd be there in the fourth quarter that's unbelievable. That's uh, coaches just if you create something in practice, Jack, that's just totally, totally abnormal, but you're psychologically making the players think, "Hey, this is no big deal." And then when you get in the game, you've already reached so far past what went on in practice. You can really catch the opponents by surprise there, can't you? Right. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Like us, they won a lot of games just by simply being in better shape than uh, their opponent. Jack, you know, talking about scoring a ton of points and really being a pretty pretty successful quarterback in that single wing, uh, scoring that number of points probably got you a little bit of a little bit of publicity, a little bit of recognition. Uh, talk to us a little bit about some recruitment opportunities and and who might have come and saw you play during your time at Lanier. Well, there's a lot uh, a lot of coaches there that I actually actually I never got to to meet. They I think they talked to my. Uh, coach most of the time uh but the schools uh recruiting me a lot of them was from the big 10 conference uh indiana ohio state michigan michigan state oh wow just and, those those small schools yeah like the that, smaller yeah. schools yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh of course a lot of teams out west uh the military academies uh 
Air Force Academy and the Naval Academy. Uh, they were pretty. Those are good single wing teams at that yeah, time. They, yeah, they uh, they were uh, they were uh, around quite a bit, and uh, uh, a lot of the teams. A uh, little school out there in Texas, West Texas State. I guess they they recruited me about as hard as anybody. Wow! Yeah. And uh, but uh, a lot of local, uh, a lot of local uh, schools, ETSU, and uh, and some of those teams. But uh, it was forty nine altogether. Wow. So uh, there's quite a few of them hanging around. Hey Jack, we uh, we're very proud of our treasure trove in here. I mean, if you walk in here, it's obviously we have something to do with sports. Tell us about that certain – I've never seen a Bear Bryant autograph before. I mean, um, how about – can I trade you a, a 45 album by Alabama even for that uh, Bear Bryant autograph? Yeah, you could do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got – or I – just so you can take your pick. I've got a Leonard Skinner Sweet Home Alabama Oh yeah, that I'll trade a, you straight up. <laughs> you know, funny story about that. I, I went down to the A-Day game one day. Uh, never been uh, on their campus. It's a beautiful place. And uh, went to the A-Day game down there. And uh, as the strangest thing happened, when I pulled on the campus, I was listening to this radio station. And uh, they started, they started playing "Sweet Home Alabama," and they played it the rest of the day. This would go off and then start again, <laughs> looping it, and it went over and over and over. They played it all day without any, you know, interruption. Well, you know, it is a classic. Hey, Jack did did you uh, did you drive by, or you you heard a story, or you drove by? I mean, way out in the country and. Bear Bryant was sitting on the porch? Did I dream that, or did you tell me? Well, actually, that was uh, my friend Bob Gilbert. He was, uh, you know, he was a reporter, and he was going down to Alabama uh, to cover uh, a game one day, and uh, or going down to do a story. But anyway, he said he was taking this little country road. It wasn't, he wasn't on the interstate, and said he went over this little hill, and his house set up on the side of the road there, and he said, there's a man sitting in a rocking chair and uh, said it looked exactly like uh, Bear Bryant. And he said, if that's not him, it has to be his brother or something. He said, it looks just like him. So Everybody's got a twin somewhere. Right, yeah. So he turned around and went back up there and pulled up in the driveway. And it was just a kind of an old house. Wasn't real impressive looking place, but... Uh, Anyway, he got out and walked up to the porch, and he said, uh, "Sir, I just stopped uh, stopped to remind you, you look like Coach Bryant." <laughs> and uh, he said, he said he kind of chuckled. And he said, "Well, he said actually I am Coach Bryant." He said, "My sister lives here," and he said, "I'm here to visit her for a couple of days." Hmm. And uh, so uh, I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, he go uh, figure. Yeah, he went uh, he went down to the game. They were playing. Uh, LSU. He went down to cover the game one one Saturday. He got down there, and uh, Alabama got slapped around pretty good that day. They was down twenty one to nothing at the half, and it was looking real real bleak for him. But uh, uh, after the game, uh, Alabama come back a second half and won something like twenty eight to twenty one. Huh. And uh, so. Um, uh, he was going to interview Coach Bryant, and uh, 
he went in and was talking to them, and he said, Coach, I just wanted to ask you one question. He said, what in the world did you say to those guys to get them to come out the second half and, uh, and play like they did? And he said, Coach, look back at him. He said, Son, he said, I don't ask you what you, you and your wife do on Saturday night. And <laughs> so you don't ask. <laughs> There's your sign. So, so that, was, uh, that was the end of that conversation. But he, uh, he, he went on to say that uh, if you asked him a simple question, that he would go ahead and he'd answer in a simple, in a simple way. But if you asked him something that was a little derogatory or something a little off color in some right. way, uh, he didn't appreciate it. Well, and and you know that that's the that I guess that was they were afforded that at that time. Now that's that seems to be a, a goal is to make that that pointed question or whatever. But but that that's that's epic. The fact that that one he obviously came and saw you play at Lanier, and that's just that's just really cool. And then then you brought in studio to show us. You've got a Bear Bryant autograph right here that he sent you in '82. Right, uh, people that 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 know the Bear Bryant history—that's very close to when he passed away. Said you had uh, you had correspondence with him right up until till he passed. Right, and uh, you know, in '64 and '65, they were, uh, you know, he was sending me stuff, and and uh, even though I didn't go there, uh, you know, he would still send me stuff occasionally, you know, about the university. That's cool, and everything. So he was he was uh, totally dedicated to the people that he recruited. And uh, and uh, to the University of Alabama, I, I think anything any great coach that you that you think about or whatever there there's not there's not many that you can say they were a great coach, a terrible person, but a great coach. Right. And a lot of times you you have to be good, you have to be able to build those relationships and and do some things to be great at at your craft. But but Jack, I mean, I swear the stories just keep pouring out. I don't know that an hour is going to hold us, but we've got to get to one more break. When we come back, I'd like to talk about what Mister Lane does now. Like how how you filling your time? What what successes have you had? I've got a few that I want to bring up, uh, and then we'll we'll of course talk out this last fifteen minutes here on a Wednesday edition. But for Boone for Jack Lane, we're going to take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, what is Mister Lane doing now? We'll talk about it all right here, hundred point nine FM, eight fifty AM, and streaming at wkvl.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rural King continues to provide the essential livestock supplies your farms need. A cool wet spring followed by sudden warm weather can mean the grass in your pasture may grow so fast it fails to pull the magnesium up that your herd needs. 
Country Road High Mag Mineral Blocks with 13.5% magnesium are just $15.99 each. You can order online at RuleKing.com and pick up in store. Protect your livestock for the lowest prices every day at Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and Mr. Jack Lane in studio talking sports about about Mr. Lane's career, what what he's had success with, and hopefully this last 10 minutes we're going to talk a little bit more about it and then what Mr. Lane does right now. Jack, just again, want to thank you every time we come back. What we we have just as good conversation during the breaks as we do as we have on the air, but 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 Jack, you've had a great career you, at, and we're just talking about your high school days. And it, it continued in, played some semi-pro ball, and then you've you've had a great great career as an artist and different things uh, as an adult. But uh, you got any more stories you want to want to kind of share? I've I told Boone we might have to schedule a sequel because this is this is getting Jack, good. Jack Lane Part Two. Hey Jack, tell the uh, I heard verify whether this is true. Did uh, did Benny make a comment? I know Dickie was a little slow there, and he put him on punt coverage, and he thought. I'm not doing much of a coaching job here. I got to move Benny up to the varsity, and then Benny excelled. But uh, when you guys played, did Benny uh, say something to you about comparing you guys to college? Yeah, he made uh, made a comment one day. He said, uh, "Of course, every time he played us, he got knocked out of the game." Uh, but he mentioned that. He would rather play Auburn twice as us once. Uh, he, uh, I don't know. He always uh, we didn't especially key on on Benny that much. We keyed on him, but they had another back too that was just uh, about as good as Benny. Uh, 
But anyway, he uh, heard a call one night we were playing. He took a savage head out of bounds. He got knocked almost completely under the fence. And uh, it was a pretty vicious lick. I think he might have got a concussion, but he come back to our huddle <laughs> on defense. <laughs> He come walking in. What did you say to him? I put my arm up around his shoulder, and I said, Benny, I said, you're in the wrong huddle. (laughs) And uh, about that time. sure. (laughs) One of the officials uh, got him with the arm and led him off over over the sideline. But uh, it was, it's it's physical. It's it's little wonder that that we all didn't get hurt that night uh, when we played each other. Benny was Uh, such a hard hitter, I'm sure he – he knocked himself out. Oh, I mean, I'm saying oh, he yeah. did get hit hard, but I, I oh. can see the, the impact of those, those train crashes. Oh, he, uh, Benny, uh, he hit like a truck. I mean, <laughs> he was just, you know, and and from such an outstanding family, I mean, all the Daltons, you know, uh, he had uh, he had some brothers there, Doug Dalton. I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but Doug and uh, I think it's Richard Ridings, two guys that went to Wallen. And uh, they got scholarships to New Mexico State, and they hitchhiked out there. Wow! And, uh, when the, when they got out there, both of them made the starting team. And uh, when they left there, they retired both of their jerseys, uh, both of their numbers. Really? At New Mexico State, and uh, are these both Wallen Indians, Jack? Right. And uh, uh, Doug was leading the nation in rushing that year. And he got beat out the last game of the year by O.J. Simpson. And he lost the uh, the Russian title that year to O.J. Simpson. Sounds so, like uh, he got juiced. Yeah, he, he got ran juiced. Ran out of juice. Uh, out of juice. But uh, what an incredible player he was. Now, he wasn't flashy, wasn't fast. But now you better bring your lunch when you, <laughs> you know, when you went after him because he would sure – he would sure flatten you out. Carry hey, the mail. Hey, Jack, Benny was so humble. I mean, he was my neighbor, and we would go fish in East Pond, and I had to work so hard to get things out of him. He was but in, Boone's willing to do it. Yeah. Boone's a hard worker. <laughs> he was in there, and I said, that you played with Jack Reynolds, Steve Kiner, Jackie Walker's coming on. I said, tell, tell us uh, what went on. He goes, well, the very first game I went in there, Steve Kiner grabbed me by the jersey, pulled me up in his face, expletive 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 little man you just don't let anybody get outside of you if you turn them in that's the only job you have to do connor was sec sophomore of the year junior all-american senior all-american connor could run from sideline to sideline and uh, he did the rest of the work but that was so funny hearing benny talk about it oh he was uh i guarantee you i wish benny uh i wish i had discovered him a little earlier in his career, I'd like to see him. Uh, I'd like to see him start over there three, uh, at least three years. Cause uh, tell you what, he's a credit to any team. Absolutely, absolutely, Mister Jack. What we only got about five minutes left. Like I said, I, I think we're leaving some meat on the bone. We're gonna have to set, set this up again. But what, what's what's going on with Mister Lane nowadays? What 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 keeps you busy? Well, I've been uh, been pretty busy uh, with my grandkids, you know. Uh, I guess, yeah, COVID-19 slowed some things down. Yeah, but. yeah, and it's really sad that you don't get to see them, you know, like you want to. Uh, but uh, them and, uh, and my artwork, of course, uh, I'm building a, 
uh, trying to build a new studio up there to do my artwork in. Just a little, uh, a little building on top of the mountain there by my log house. And uh, then anytime I think you own a house, especially two houses, it's just about a full-time job maintaining them. Yes, so sir. it takes a lot of my time. I'm not getting to paint as much as I'd like to, but uh, I think there's some light at the end of the tunnel here uh, coming up pretty soon. So uh, I plan on getting back to uh, to my artwork. Speaking of painting, Jack, you gave some to Lanier Elementary, did you not? Right. I painted a picture. Uh, it's hanging in their office down there. Uh, it's an old country scene of an old... Uh, uh, 19th century setting an old farm with little kids out playing around the barn and everything and uh, it's hanging in their office now where is can people go see your artwork is there is there any place that they can go look at it or, or, or see that well uh, it's scattered out everywhere uh, <laughs> I've got some in England of all places oh, wow and uh, but uh, they could come by the house or or something you know if they wanted to I'd be glad to show them uh, what I've got there at home. Of course, most of it is done, you know, uh, for individuals. Just do it and, by case by case. Right, yeah. yeah, and it's scattered out everywhere. Jack, do you have an affection for Confederate soldiers? Oh, yeah, I've always been a big uh, big Confederate. Uh, we do uh, reenactments. Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of times we go up into Virginia. We Were you in the movie Sweet Home Alabama? No, wasn't I think in, I saw you get shot in that movie. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't in that one. You could have said yeah, and we would have been like, yeah. sweet. You could, yeah. tell us, you could tell us about Reese Witherspoon, Jack. Yeah, really. <laughs> but <laughs> Boone, he digresses. But, uh, but, uh, but Jack, that's, that's really cool. And, and Boone showed me just, just a few snips of your artwork, and then I saw some on Facebook. I mean, it's, it's next level. I mean, it's, it's, it's really good. And people should uh, should check that out. But man, it's it's really been fun talking with you. Always fun to kind of rehash those those good moments in, in sports and 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 what Blunt County has poured out. I mean, you know, Benny Dalton. You know, it, it it's one of those stories that that there's there's a Benny Dalton story for 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 all these schools. There's a you know there's there's a Porter Benny Dalton right. clone. There's 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 all these different pieces. And and talking with all these guys, you know, the the common piece Boone has been the fact that every person we've had in here, that, yeah, they, they've had some really good things, but they always bring up Townsend. They always bring up Porter. They always bring up Friendsville. And, and it's just – that just makes me, you know, kind of wish that, you know, we still had those those kind of rivalries going on. I was talking to Jack one day, and he – this is several years ago. He helped coach me, actually. And he said, I was out of shape terribly. I went to football field and ran 20 laps. Players, players need to remember these things. I mean, I mean, there was a work ethic back there that's certainly admirable. And they used to give us those old uh, salt pills. You remember that, Robert? Yeah. Uh, it looked like a horse pill of some kind. <laughs> and uh, I don't really see how we survived that. It's bound to raise our blood pressure. Uh, and I remember sweating so profusely, it was running off the end of my nose. Just a continuous stream. <laughs> and uh, uh, that was just uh, oh, that was brutal back then. Well, Mister Mister Jack Lane, it's it's been a pleasure having you in here. We've hit the top of the hour, but man, can't can't thank you enough. It's been great stories, and I hope to do it again. Well, I sure appreciate the opportunity to be with you guys, Jack Lane, Part Two. Hey Boone, we've we've ground out for an hour. We better get out of the way. Jason Swain, the Swain event coming up at the top. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes. 
Grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.